Blog Talk Radio. There's something very, very special about the New York Ranger fan base. The waiting is over! The New York Rangers are the Stanley Cup champions! And this one will last a lifetime! I believe it's the most passionate of all fan bases. We are like sheep. We buy our tickets, we go every year. We think this is our year. Let the celebration begin! What's going on, guys? Gary Knight with you here with Rangers Nightcast. This is the seventh episode. You know what? This episode is kind of like off the cuff. I'm supposed to be packing my garage, uh, you know, getting the move on, and I just decided, you know what? I'm going to put on a show. Uh, if my fiance comes in, I might be disconnected. There is no domestic violence. It's just uh, she throws things at me. That's our relationship. But anyway. Let us talk about how awesome the Rangers looked the other night against Florida. It was great. I only saw highlights. I missed the entire game, and I really have some feelings about that, but that is something that I'm going to have to deal with, this whole going to get married thing. It, it better come with some major perks because I'm missing games. Anyway, man, just from what I saw as far as like the stats and the highlights, they're shooting the puck. Al Tradwig was talking about shooting the puck and good things will happen. This is what everyone has heard me say, and I know I'm not the only one saying it. I know you guys are saying it. Shoot the puck. I mean, yes, quality of the shot is definitely going to matter. You know, the, those stupid shots from you know the top right corner of the freaking blue line, it's not really going to work out, but it's better than losing the puck. It's better than trying to overdo it and coughing it up. And, you know, all of a sudden it's a odd man rush going the other way. But Zuccarello, I think, just from maybe whatever conversations he had with Quinn, it just – he didn't look flat, uh, the other night. He, he reacted. I don't know if that makes any sense. Zuc would always – you know, when he's coming with the puck, he would look try and set it up in his mind. This time, he was getting the puck and just reacting and shooting because look at what happened. The puck went in the net. And we got a shorthanded goal. What world is this? What world is this that we have a shorthanded goal? That's outstanding. And our power play was retarded. Oh, my God. Like, that, that is it. All right, it's the Panthers. Cool. They have some talent. But still... That was awesome. And we did it with Henrik taking a rest. So, again, if they score five goals, they absolutely had better win. And that's what happened the last time uh, Georgiev was in net. He got five goals, but he also gave up a touchdown. So, you know, things like that will happen. Just first want to say this is sponsored by the Realistic Blue Shirts Facebook fan page. Let me tell you, get on that page. Go join it. I mean, as ridiculous as this is going to sound, I'm not even talking it up. I, I get information from this page before I get alerts from other sites. And, you know, I guess you can call them more credentialed. I, I, I'm getting things way ahead of time. So, you know, 
anybody who pays for any of the extra analytical stuff, yeah, don't. <laughs> Go see my man uh, Stephen Waldman's page, The Realistic Blue Shirts. Uh, it's quite the community. I'll tell you what, it's a tight knit. They're very close. They go back and forth. You know, they're Ranger fans. You know, we're all a little stupid in our own way. And I don't mean book smart, stupid. I just, you know what I mean? So back to it. Power play goals, shorthanded goals. Just, this is what we needed. It's what we, that, this is what I thought we were going to get the other night when we got shellacked, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. You know, maybe the flames loss is what, the team needed to hear whatever Quinn had to say because from what I hear he's vocal practices are are not like what the team is used to um I read damn where did I read it I don't remember where I read it it doesn't matter it's true if you google what I say it'll come up um that the guys who were on the team for uh torts and AV or just AV uh, they're not used to this. The new guys don't know how uh, AV coached, obviously, but AV wouldn't stop the practice in the middle of a drill. If he sees the drill's not being done right, nope, time out, take a knee, and then he goes into it. If he some, sees somebody who isn't giving their all, i.e. probably Tony D'Angelo, uh, he's going to let him know. Like, hey, listen, you don't only have to skate your ass off during a game. You have to show me you want it during practice. You're not going to coast through. You're not going to drag your dick on the ice. You're going to show me you want to be in the lineup, and then you're going to continue that uh, pace with that intensity during the game to stay in the lineup. I think that's awesome. Um, Now, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Coach Quinn absolutely reminds me of Mike Keenan, now especially after reading that article. Keenan was much more of a, you know, skate them until their legs fall off kind of guy. Quinn is more of a, I'm not going to let you get away with coasting, stop, you're going to do it correctly. It's a discipline thing. It's a muscle memory thing. You know, you're going to beat it until you, you know, keep going and going and going so you could do it with your eyes closed. That's what they needed. After reading this article, I'm convinced that AV probably just let them play three-on-three scrimmages. They were probably playing three-bar or crease. That's probably what they were playing. It's interesting to see that, that that's how off-kilter that the, the older guys on the team feel. Mark Stahl said it. I don't – okay. Mark Stahl said it. I just remembered – I just don't remember the article. That's as far as I'm going to be able to get with that. <sighs> so it's really hot in here. I should have uh, thought this through but I'm hiding. All right. So now again, the optimistic part of me that has been dead and buried for a couple of decades now is coming out. The, you know, the shorthanded goal, awesome. You know, I I don't really put too much, you know, butter on that because, you know, they'll, they'll come in very rare, especially with the Rangers. But the special teams playing the way they did you know, shorthanded pitching in, the power play unit doing their job, everybody playing as a unit. That's what we needed. We needed to win a game in regulation, not a shootout, not overtime. It's only nine games, all right? 
Everybody's kind of losing their mind a little bit. Uh, I'm not normally the over optimistic person. You know, I can I could take a dump on the team just like anybody else. But what's the point? Seriously, our owners sent the Ranger fan base, the whole community, a letter explaining that this is going to be a rebuild process. So after getting that, let me ask you this. Who in their right mind is checking the odds in Vegas for the Rangers winning the Cup? Why? They're not hiding anything. They let us know. They straight up said, listen, you know, pack it back, you know, put it, tuck it in. We're not doing it this year. We're going we're gonna to try and build for the future. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I really am. But I'm also impatient, just like a lot of us are. And seeing how we're just goddamn, we're just like right, like right there, man. Like if we got blown out on all these games, I'd be like, ugh, balls. But we literally have been in all the games, except the Flames game was the first game that we should have lost and did lose. Like that, that was the outcome of that. But a couple of different bounces, a couple of misplays and stuff like that. You know, nobody get crazy here, but the Rangers could be eight one and all. It's not it's not too far fetched. So this is why I'm the way I am. I'm again it's right there. It's right there. So hopefully they're going to build on this. Like I said, I thought the Flames game would do it. But if it will be the Panthers, so be it. You know, monkeys off the back. Get a momentum going. Positive thoughts. Great feedback from the coach. Things that are going to get inside the psyche of the players that's only going to drive them forward. Not anchor them down. Not worrying about playing in Hartford. And that is my segue to Mr. Philip Heidel. It's always been a debate about where certain players should develop, depending on their age and all this other stuff. Um, first of all, let me just say I've always been an advocate for playing at the highest level. While I understand certain other parts of it, like, you know, the kid's 18, 19. He's not done growing yet. He's still a kid. But if he has the, the skill and the size, then yes, I, will, I would say I'd rather put him at the pro level. Heidel, he played 46 games with Hartford. He put in 11 goals, 20 assists, 31 points. I think he was a plus six. I can't remember that. But... um. You know, he he did his time. He put in his time. In 46 games, 31 points. If you watched him play, I mean, you should really YouTube him. I mean, he's playing in the NHL, so things are different. Watch him in in the AHL, where sometimes he just looks like, you know, one of the kids at the rink who are you know just messing around with the little kids. Like his hands are fantastic. His vision, I don't know if you guys can hear the motorcycle starting outside, that sucks. Um, 
his vision is definitely ahead of his age. And going back to the AHL serves no purpose, none. He's going to score goals that don't matter. He's going to be the best junior player there is, which makes no sense. Zero. What good is being the best minor league player when the goal is to play in the NHL? So, yes, it's a little awkward because he's at that point, you know, too good for the AHL, but, you know, bottom line minutes. Here's my thing. He's already racking up. He's either 13 or 17. I can't remember the damn number, but it's decent minutes for right now versus playing 20 minutes. He's going to play an extra, what, seven to ten shifts down in uh, Hartford? I mean, if it's nine shifts, the actually he's playing three extra shifts a, a period. Okay. So, I don't think it would do any good. Now, here's something that no one else has I've seen written, and I think it's going to play a big deal. This is the unique situation the Rangers are in. They've already told the fan base and the hockey world, you know, we're not packing it in, but. We're gonna we're thinking future first. So they're already letting everybody know this isn't what we're going to strive for. We just have to put a team out there. Cool. Well, you have Heidel, who absolutely should stay in the NHL. He deserves it. He made it straight out of camp. And if these games don't matter, then what he does doesn't matter. So allow him to go out there compete against the guys that he will be competing with in the future and get a feel for what it's like. Let him play there. Howden, no one saw this coming. Nobody. Let the kid play. Well, I mean, he is. I'm just talking in it, for instance. And you got, you know, Anderson down there. I understand certain things, but I mean, he's probably going to follow uh, Heidel's footsteps. It's probably going to be next season. I mean, I'm telling you, Howden, Heidel, uh, Anderson. I mean, Namskov probably ended up getting traded from what I've been reading. But, you know, those guys, if they all were on the team right now, outcomes of the game would be different, sure. These guys are going to play against the best and actually develop. In my opinion, they're they're working on developing and um, coming up with reactionary ways for players in the AHL. That's not going to help them. What helps them against you know bottom or even top line D or or top six wings? It's not going to help you even against you know bottom uh, six or a lower pair defenseman. They're in the NHL, right? So they need to be working on who they're going to be playing against. Now, I'm not going to beat this to death, but, you know, that is my feeling on that. Oh, I totally got off track. Uh, so that's the unique um, situation that the Rangers are in. They, they've already let everybody know what's going on. No expectations. You know, here we go. Now we have... Um, what the hell that was. Now we have 
Coach Quinn. Coach Quinn. Sorry, guys, I was reading something. Coach Quinn, rookie coach, first year in the NHL, but he's a player's coach. Okay? He isn't, you know, like other coaches of the past. He doesn't, you know, bench them. Oh, wait, let me reword that. He does bench them, but the, he talks to them. He's in their ear all game long, be it positive or negative. He's letting them know what's expected or, or a great job, this and that. And he coached players that are the age of Heidel around there and Howden. It's the perfect storm. You have a coach who was coaching college hockey, coaching college hockey age players in the NHL. He has a different way to approach these guys. I mean, Christ, he takes Heidel out for breakfast every morning. Sure, Tortorella did that. <laughs> but seriously, think about that. I haven't seen anybody else say it. And if they did, cool. I thought I thought of it first, but that entire dynamic that's special is going to grow a lot faster than if we had, you know, like a Babcock or something like that. I, I just, that's definitely going to play an important role in how these guys develop. And I think the Rangers play tomorrow night. They're not on tonight, which kind of sucks. But it is what it is. And, uh, ah, we had the, uh, the hashtag email contest. We have a winner. The winning email was from Stacy in Edison, New Jersey. I've already spoken with Stacy. Uh, she's a lovely woman who's going to be getting her magnet uh, as soon as I can send it out. I already apologized to her because of uh, moving situations and things like that. But the moment I can get it out to her, I will. Um, absolute doll. And I appreciate the support. And that's it. Uh, you know, I'm, I got to get back to, you know, real life. This is my little escape. I got the goddamn Hell's Angels outside my house. I don't know what's going on. But listen, it was a great game. Uh, Positive, positive, positive things, especially with the special teams. And, uh, you know, it's all good. There's some uh, interesting things that might be coming along with this site. Also, myself, going to be writing in other places, maybe a new show. Don't know. I'm kind of uh, hoping those talks go well. And, you know, bigger and better things. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Let's go, Rangers, and I will see you next time. You're all connected as Ranger fans. Anytime you go into the garden, it feels like home, and every Ranger fan knows that. As soon as you walk in there, you feel like you can do anything. The fans, they, they epitomize what it is to be New York. Hardcore, tough. Becoming a Ranger fan is amazing. It makes you feel like you're part of the team. In our heart, we know. We are the best, toughest, biggest, baddest fans in the NHL. And the chant from the Ranger faithful is, can you hear us? <laughs> what a great atmosphere. It's like a theater.
my play here, Doc, I was scared out of my screen. 